Okay. All right, let's get into uh, the word. Uh, we've talking about the spirit of flesh war. Uh, the Bible says in Galatians 5.16, walk in the spirit and you should not fulfill the lust of the flesh. You know, that's survival kid scripture, so I'm just trying to make sure everybody got it, all right? All right? And then uh, this is not a survival kid scripture, but we talk about it a lot here. The spirit is indeed, but the flesh is weak, right? So again, the Bible is speaking to the soul. It's telling the soul, walk in the spirit, and you should not fulfill the lust of the flesh. So if you're fulfilling the lust of the flesh, that means you're not what? Walking in the spirit, right? And then, well, why am I not walking in spirit? Because the, the, the spirit is indeed willing, but the flesh is weak. So a lot of times if I yield to the weakest part of myself, I may not get back to the spirit, right? And so, so again, this spirit and flesh war, is, as was discussed in our survival kit class, uh, two natures will... will Trina taught on two natures. Ed taught on the three aspects of salvation, salvation past, salvation present, and salvation future. Karen has been teaching on the four sources of authority. You have tradition, intellect, and experience, which are not accurate sources, but the the word of God is your true source of authority. She did a good job of just articulating. Even when people saw Jesus, they didn't use that as a credible source. The word was a credible source. When Jesus had to battle Satan in the wilderness, he didn't come back with, Man, I was in heaven, bro. No, he came back with his, it is written, right? And so, but, but the, the, the thing that stood out between Trina's class and Ed's class, the two natures and the three aspects of salvation is that the flesh will always be trying to tempt your life, you know, as long as you're living this life. So that's why we're supposed to live in Christ, right? But as long as we're, we, so if we take a peek outside of Christ, the flesh is waiting there jump all on us, and have access to our life. So sometimes, you know how you decide to give my life. Uh, we talked about it last week. You know, you're sitting in the service. You're sitting in the pews. God gives the altar call, and you get up, and you give yourself to God, right? You, and then you give yourself to Jesus. You wipe your fore, forehead, and you go, what? I'm a Christian. You know, you may even do what I did, start talking about, about Jesus. Hey, Jesus, what you doing now? Ah, oh, Jesus, you know, I'm living for God now, you know. Now I cut out some things, you live for God. Yeah, but see, I didn't know that it was a process. I didn't know that the flesh would keep trying to creep back in my life. And then when the, at first when the, crest, when the flesh creeped back in my life, I thought, oh, what's wrong with me? I'm a Christian now. I'm not supposed to be going through this temptation. Oh, no, you're going to be tempted. You're going to be offered the temptation. You know, but just like, uh, just like, uh, I'm, I'm about to get into what we're about to talk about in a second. So, so now I'm going to throw this to you, but you ain't supposed to catch it. Okay. okay? So you ain't do good. So, so, so look, look, I throw it to him. He didn't catch it, but it, it, it attached itself to him. Give it back. So, so he said, I ain't doing nothing, which is what we do, right? I ain't doing nothing. But you do nothing right, we ain't doing nothing right now, we subject to gravity, ain't we? We got to do something to fly, right? I'm going to give you another shot at this. Okay. There you go. <laughs> Good man, right? So, 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 the, so the devil can try to, <laughs> you still didn't do a good job. He kind of, <laughs> you know, you got to like, you know, you got to like, you know, like, 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 you know, like guy going to the goal, you want to, ah, you know, you want to. Get that stuff out of here. I said stuff. Amen. Right? 
And so, 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 so things are going to be thrown at you, but you have an option to uh, cast it down, knock it down, slam it down, swat it away. We'll, just, <laughs> we'll add swat it away. You know, that's going to be our new one. We'll always think about Ms. Lamar. Big as you are, you're going to swat something. Like, to crush it, man. Crush it. Swatting it away. Hey, you ever, fly, you, you ever swat a fly? Do they come back? You might not want to do the swat, man. <laughs> right? Yeah, you might want to take them out. You might want to take them out, right? All right, so, so, so we're just talking about this war that's going on, this spirit and flesh war, right? And then, um, you know, the Bible says, uh, we went to Romans 7, and, and, and Romans 7, uh, verses 14 through 23, you know, I gave you 5 through 23 to read for yourself. But 14 through 23, Paul says, the things that I want to do, I find myself not doing. The things that I don't want to do, I find myself doing. He's like, well, I don't understand. Like, I'm trying to do right, but I'm doing wrong. I'm trying not to do wrong, but I'm, I'm actually doing it. But, but then he says, oh, he says, who shall deliver me from this body of death? But he said, he said, I found in my members that even when I want to do good, sin is dwelling in there in my flesh trying to get me to do what I'm not supposed to do. So even when I'm doing good, sin is like, Man, just open the door. Give me a crack, a peek, just a look, right? And so, so, so what he's saying is he says, who shall deliver me from this body of death? He didn't say his spirit. He said this body. He said, thanks be to God, the spirit. See, because the spirit can, can if we feed the spirit, what you feed the most is going to be the strongest, right? Remember, we had, the, we had the flesh and the spirit. We sat them down and took them through a little lesson last week, right? So if you, what you feed the most will be the strongest. Say that to yourself. What I feed the most, feed the most will be the strongest. I think I'll feed the spirit. All right. And somebody said, I know I'm feeding the spirit, right? <laughs> I don't think I know I'm feeding the spirit, right? And, and so is that easy? You know, we're we all Christians here. Is it easy? Do we, do we feed the spirit all the time? Do we feel like feeding the spirit? Now, oh, let's look at this. So sometimes feeding the flesh, you think, is just doing evil things. No, feeding the flesh is not doing spiritual things. That's <laughs> the difference, right? Because some things soothe our flesh and it don't look overtly evil, but it ain't good for, it ain't feeding our spirit, man, right? And so we, we gave you three things that I said we would discuss in a little more detail today. And I pulled this from the discipleship personality class. That's uh, the Master Life class, book two. We have four books that we go through. Disciples Cross, Disciples Personality, Disciples Victory, and Disciples Mission. But in Disciples Personality class, we talked about how it's not just giving our life to God at the altar, but we got to offer our philosophies, our personalities, you know, all these different things. So we talked about three different types of per people, right? We talked about, number one, the natural person, the natural person. Think so, and, and this is our diagram from class. So if you look at the diagram of the natural person, if you notice, you have this circle, right? On the outside, you got sight, sound, smell, touch, and taste. So that's, and, and you see the body is on that, or it's written on the outside. So these are the things that's in our body, in, in our feelings, you know, you know our, our normal senses, right? The, you know, our sense realm, right? That's the body. Then, then you have within, this, within the circle, you see the soul there. And then you have written across there, 
mind, will, and emotions. So your soul is what houses your mind, will, and emotions. And we talked about this in Bible school Saturday morning, your intellect and your imagination. Your mind, will, emotions, it's where you make your choices at, right? Your soul is where you make your choice. That's why the Bible was speaking to the soul. Soul that makes choices walk in the spirit, not the lust of the flesh. Soul, the spirit is indeed willing. The flesh is weak, right? And so, so, that's, so you, have, you have, that's what's going on in the soul. And then you have this channel here, this ch- our channel of, uh, of how we pour out and how we receive here in the middle. And you notice you have the spirit at the top, but that channel is closed and, and the bottom is the flesh. That channel is open. Now, you notice above the spirit, you see God, right? But the door is closed to God. Below the flesh, you see Satan, but the door is open to Satan. So the natural man is open to Satan, but closed to God, right? Open to Satan. So but the natural man is just rolling by the flesh, right? Uh, 1 Corinthians 2.14, the scripture on the top, is, is, well, y'all should know that, but the natural man what? Receive if not the things of the Spirit, right? Because they are what? There's foolishness of him because they're what? Spiritually discerned. So the natural man can't receive, and as we talk about in Bible school, God sends revelation through the vehicle of inspiration. We're responsible for the illumination, right? That's how we receive it. So we can be getting word all day in this church. It's, the revelation is, 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 is coming from God. God, the revelation is God revealing what? Yeah, his character being in nature. So God is revealing his character being in nature all the time. And it's coming through inspiration. But if we are allowing things to taint our receptivity, we're not going to get the illumination. It won't become real to us. Remember we talked about in the healing the whole class a few weeks ago that, that the promises of God, which is the word of God, when we attach our faith, is converted in what? The power of God. Right? So the revelation is converted into illumination when we attach our faith to it, when we really receive it. But the natural man don't receive nothing because they're spiritually discerned or picked up or processed. Matter of fact, most of the things that God is like, man, that's stupid. That's foolishness. Right? That's how the nat- natural man operates. So the natural man is not tripping. The natural man can't see it. You see what I'm saying? Like you talking to somebody you care about, man, see, they tripping, man. They ain't tripping. They just natural. Right? And, and, and the door's been closed to God for a long time. So you got some people that come to church, but the door is still closed to God. They haven't opened the door to God. They haven't opened their heart. They don't trust nobody, not even God. Right? All right, so then we said there's uh, this, this, the, the second person. Well, no, let's spend some time with the natural person. Then we'll go to the worldly Christian, right? And so this natural person is mostly operating in the flesh. You know, the, the flesh is a natural man, Right? A natural man can't believe past or beyond what he, can't, what he can see. The natural man can't believe past or beyond what he can see. The natural man is all about what's tangible, right? All about what's tangible. He can't see nothing intangible. And it makes it really, a natural man is not a good farmer. A natural man is not a good farmer. Why? A farmer is planting seeds and believing that that seed that's in that ground is going to produce something that he's never seen. It was a seed when he put it in the ground. 
He's believing that that seed is going to produce a tree that's going to have fruit on it. So the, so the tree and the, and the fruit is in the unseen. So he has to believe for the unseen. We already did this exercise, so I'm just going to run through it. I'm not going to do it. The, the tree is not inside that seed. Because if that was the case, you just cut the seed open and the tree will pop out, right? This, and I know some, some people think the tree's in the ground. Well, if that's the case, don't put the seed in the ground. Just keep digging until you find a big tree in there. That's not the case either. No, that tree is coming from the heaven realm, the unseen realm. That farmer is using, as soon as he sowed that seed, that's a faith move, faith in action. I sold something, but I'm believing for a harvest of something way beyond what I gave, right? So the natural person, that's foolishness. When, when the process first started, when they started farming, I guarantee you there was some fools going, man, you crazy. Oh, so let me get this right. <laughs> let me, hey, hey, Pete, cut. You got to hear this, man. You got to hear this. This idiot's going to put this little thing in the ground, and he's expecting to get something called fruit. No, no, but before that, before that, listen to this. This has got to be funny. This has got to be funny. He's expecting a big tree to happen. <laughs> what an idiot. Then when it happened, the fool is the idiot, right? Noah building that ark, you know folk was walking around going, this, this dude building a house, talking about it was going, whatever, something called rain, because it had never rained before. Never, ever. So he's building something to protect against a flood. What's a flood? Well, that's when abundance of rain. What's rain? That's when water, you talking about this dude that we, that, that, that we see from time to time that's, that's, that's feeding our crops? Man, you crazy. The size of two football fields. He was crazy until the rain, wasn't he? Oh, so you got to wait for, you going to wait for the rain? You know, once, once the flood come, I think it's too late. <laughs> right? You might want to believe. See, see, that's why uh, Jesus told Dalton Thomas, blessed is a person that believe and has not seen. What he's saying is you can't stay natural and experience the things that I have. You have to cross over into the super. And some of us have never left the natural. We're still in our heads. Well, you better get out of your head and jump into your heart and experience some of the things of God. Right? All right, so, so the natural man does not understand the things of God, right? He needs to be transformed and converted. Transformed and converted. Remember, it says, the Bible says, after it says, present yourself as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Verse 2, Romans 12, 2 says what? Be not, says, be not conformed. To the world, but be, be transformed by renewing of your mind. What he's saying is, hey, I understand you were birthed into this earth world, shaping it, born and shaping in iniquity. He says, I understand that you're going to operate natural because you're born into a natural world. He says, well, that's why I said you must be born again. You won't be able to enter or see the things of God, see the things of God, unless you cross over and you're born again or you're transformed, right? into a new man, into a supernatural being, right? Right, that's, that's what the whole born again thing is about because we're not born again. We're, we're not going to believe to see. We won't believe to see, right? And then, um, so it says you have to be converted. So, so the Bible says this. It says, it says when you're strengthened, as Jesus said, Satan desires to sift you as wheat, break you down as wheat. So all these circumstances that's trying to get to you before you get to God, they're trying to break you down where you'll give up. You ever notice when you make a move for God, circumstances try to get higher, stuff just start coming up, 
And you'd be like, but I'm doing the right thing now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but that's, that's like, whoa, what are you doing? That, that's the devil panicking. No, no, because once, once you get to the stronghold and you get in position, you're unstoppable. You're fulfilling purpose. You're not just unstoppable as an individual, but all the people you're going to impact now, now you got a team. You know, you got a team. You got, you, you got, you, you got some type of, uh, what do you call them, uh, enterprise now. It's an enterprise of yous running around. You know how in the movie Matrix, the agents kept multiplying? <laughs> like, you, you're multiplying all over the place. Well, he don't need you there, so he's panicking and throwing the circumstances, trying to break you down. But Jesus says, hey, I'm praying that your faith fails not. Pastor Mel said, don't give up, right? He says, I'm praying that your faith fails not. He says, when you're converted, right? That's Luke 22, 31 and 32. He says, when you're converted, go strengthen your brother. He says, but what he's saying, now he was talking to Peter. He was talking to, he said, Peter, I'm praying that your faith fails not. Peter's the one that said, Lord, man, listen, man, I'm going to be with you. He said, man, please. He said, before the cock crow twice, you're going to deny me thrice. He said, you're going to deny me three times. He was like, what? You know, then, then he's trying to check Jesus. Nah, man, I'm going to be with you. But Jesus saw in his heart, he was speaking out of his head. Remember I said we stand our head too much. But he was going to get into a situation where he had to believe beyond the circumstance, and the circumstance was going to be something he never expected. The person that he relied on, the flesh connection with Jesus, Jesus was going to be in a point where he's going to get held captive and going to be going to crucifixion. Now what you going to do? You going to believe Jesus and what he said? He was going to be risen in three days? Well, I never seen nobody rise. Come to life in three days? Oh, man, they done took our boy. They done took our clout. We, we were rock stars with Jesus. They got Jesus. They roll up on Peter. Yo, man. Yo, man. I just said, hey, hey, that's the dude that was with Jesus. Man, what you, what you talking about, man? Jesus who? I don't know Jesus. Then they saw him again, you know, getting his hands warm and stuff like that. Yo, listen, man. Because you cut my boy's ear off, man. It was... your, your, your boy's ear? Uh, ear? I'm not... Man, I just moved into this town last week, man. I don't know what you're talking about. Then they called him the third time. The Bible says he cursed and sweared. He just left character just to prove I'm not with that dude. Jesus knew he was easily influenced. Yeah, you're only following me now because there's no pressure, because there's no other options. You're only coming to church now because you ain't got nothing else to do. You're struggling to get a job. Are you going to come when you get one? Oh, you ain't got no money now. That's you coming to church because you're trying to get, to get get money. You're trying to make the team now. Once you make the team, am I going to see you? Peter's like, sure, sure, sure you will. <laughs> yeah, right. I was going to say something else. Yeah, right, brother. I, I was, I was going to say something. But, but anyway, <laughs> so, <laughs> so <laughs> I am from Newark, New Jersey. These, sometimes stuff just be running through my head. All right, so then, uh, so, so then Peter actually got converted. He got filled with the Spirit. So now on the day of Pentecost, they coming at them, putting pressure on them. Peter's the first one to stand up. Oh, no, ain't nobody drunk out here. Y'all tripping. We ain't drunk as you suppose. We filled with the Holy Ghost. And this is what the prophet Joel talked about. So he started breaking down the Scripture, and they looking like, this dude ain't, ain't, ain't been in none of our schools. How is he speaking with such articulation? 
with such illumination? How is he speaking with so much authority and power? Because he, he was converted. Right? So that natural man, when it's converted, it sees things that God tells him and says it. You ever notice God tells you something sometimes and you ain't saying it because it sounds foolishness to you? They're going to think this foolish. But when, you, when you're illuminated, you see it like it's real. You speak it like you don't know. <laughs> like you don't talk like, okay, I'm going to say this and it might sound crazy. You talk like, whoa, you don't know. Guess what God told me? Right? Your conversation is different, man. And people start to change because truth, like we talked about in Bible school, truth moves people. It opens people's hearts up. They're looking for the truth. But we filter it when we allow stuff to uh, cloud us from communicating. Your, your, your good deeds will make people feel good and, and, and appreciate you temporarily. But your, your revelation from you being illuminated, people will stay connected to you forever. It's something to think about. Just something to think about. So that's why we, 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 we convert, not comfort or convenience our souls. We convert our souls, not comfort or convenience our souls. Some of us struggle because we're always looking for something to soothe our soul. No, no, soul don't need soothing. It needs converting. <laughs> right? It needs converting. We need to change our mind. Right? I don't... We don't do secular music in here. I just think about a song called Change Your Mind. <laughs> it just came to me. Yeah, I spent a lot of time in clubs. <laughs> yeah, right? But we, we do. We need to change our mind. So comfort and convenience leaves us in the flesh. Comfort, is, comfort and convenience leaves us in the flesh. Conversion enters us into the spirit, enters us into his presence. So this supernatural life is a transforming life, not a conforming life. And so the, the culture now tries to get us to conform, quick, conform. And they, they, it's, it's uh, caught flash flooding in advertising. Flash flood. It, it, it hits you so quick before you know it, you're buying it. All right? Hits you so quick before you know it, I'm going to see that movie. Got to see that movie. Everybody's watching that movie. Got to watch that movie. Got to do that song. Got to wear this. Got to dance this way. And hey, we got to all have, all have on the same hat. You know? And, you, and, and, and everybody thinks it's a style, but they don't realize they kept uh, plugging the commercial. So now you, you, you wear that and you think... It looks cool because commercial look cool when the guy got out of the car with the hat on. But they just told you what to wear. They told me years ago when I used to walk through, I worked in upstate New York and I would come from Grand Central Station and go to Port Authority. No, I mean, uh, Grand Central Station, uh, the Madison Square Garden. Now, the subways underneath, that's where we would catch the train in New Jersey. And so when you go by, you would have to go by Macy's. And they would say, what's in the window in Macy's is what they're going to be wearing the following summer. And you would see it all the time. I walk through, I look in the window, stuff that's in the window ain't nobody wearing yet. Well, by the time the following summer get here, they will wear it. So they determined what everybody was going to wear, right? They made choices for people. They can only make choices for people in the flesh because flesh is conforming. The spirit is transforming. All right, okay. Spirit is doing a new thing, right? All right, so this is, this is, this, this is that natural man. Now we have uh, the worldly Christian. Right, people start talking to you about Jesus, you need to accept Jesus, 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 Jesus. And so the natural person opened up to God. Look, look at the top there. The spirit is open to God, right? The spirit is open to God. Let's look at 1 Corinthians 3. Uh, but, I, but I do want to say, if you notice that diagram, 
the spirit is open to God, but what about the, the flesh? Still open to Satan, right? And so that's what we call a worldly Christian. So, so, so you know, a double-minded Christian, right? 1 Corinthians 3. And we'll start here. We'll start here, verse 1. It says, And I, brethren, could not speak unto you as spiritual. He says, But as carnal. The word carnal means fleshly. Even as unto babes in Christ. So, so people that's decided to be in Christ, but they're still like babies. He says, I have fed you with milk and not with meat, for hitherto you were not able to bear it, neither yet now are you able. For you are yet carnal, fleshly, for whereas there is among you envy and strife and divisions, are, are ye not carnal and walk as men, as natural people? He says, so when people are striving, think about like, like, hey, have you ever been offended and the person, you never talked to the other person? You just assume that what they did was offensive. Or maybe what they did was offensive based on the standard that you established for yourself, but you didn't tell them. Right? Because we, you know what I'm saying? Like we got, you know, we have certain, uh, I taught, did a teaching on this, so don't take this person. We got certain landmines. Only we ain't telling people where, you know, where they at. You know what I'm saying? So somebody can step on your landmine and, you know, start blowing stuff up. They don't even know. They can step on your landmine and walk away. You know, you are injured, you know, and you're like, they stepped on my landmine. Put a sign out. Let us, <laughs> you know, some type of indications. Put some flares, something. Let us know, you know. Uh, I, used to tell, I used to tell the youth when I worked in juveniles, man, put a ticker on your head. Let us, I mean, just let us know. I'm very sensitive about this. Because otherwise, we don't know. We're going to be stepping all over you because we don't deal with just you. We deal with all types of people. So what, what we don't do for you can make somebody else sensitive. What we do for them can make you sensitive, right? So since you know what the sensitivities is, it'd be easy for you to make the adjustment. Right? How come I didn't get like a lot of, hallelujah, with all that excitement? That excitement ain't there because people have been playing the blame game. It's all their fault. They, they knew I felt this way, even though I didn't tell them and never told nobody, but they should have figured it out. They should have read my mind, right? Right, and, 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 and I know that that statement comes across with a, a, a tinge of sarcasm, but I'm not being sarcasm. That's a truth statement, right? They know, when no, nobody knows what's going on in your mind. <laughs> I can't believe you got offended that way, <laughs> Right? Uh, anyway, <laughs> all right, so, so um, I want to give you something else here. So this worldly Christian is open to both. And, and so Romans 8, let's go to Romans 8. Let's go to Romans 8 does a great job of explaining this. One of my favorite chapters, Romans 8. Now, Romans 8 is after Romans 7 that says the things that I want to do, I don't do the things that I try to do. Things I'm trying to do, I'm not doing right, right? Who shall deliver me from this body of death? But then Romans 7 is after Romans 6 that talks about, which we'll get to in, uh, when we talk about the spiritual Christian, where the flesh is crucified, mortifying your members, right? You know, it, it talks about not serving sin, which you submit to, you're serving sin. So Romans 6 
talks about what to do with sin and how you, you don't want to serve sin. Then 7 says, man, I'm trying to do Romans 6, but I ain't really got it down together. Then Romans 8 actually breaks down what's going on in your mind. But it opens up. It gives us some help at the beginning. It says, therefore, now, because I've sometimes, I'm, I'm evolving. I haven't arrived yet, right? I'm, I'm evolving as a man of God, right? I'm not walking on water yet, right? It says, therefore, now, it says, there is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ, right? Jesus, who walk after what? Who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. So I'm not walking around condemned if I'm walking after the spirit, right? And I'm in Christ. If I'm not in Christ, I might feel a little condemnation. If I'm walking in the flesh, I might feel a little condemnation. So then he breaks it down. He says, for the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. So, so the law of the Spirit is I'm living, at, I'm walking after the Spirit. So, so, so when it says the law of the Spirit, think a law is a fixed principle. Like gravity is a fixed principle. So once you operate in gravity, you're subject to be sitting here and not flying. But if you operate in the law of lift, it's a fixed principle. If you operate in the law of lift, you're going to fly. Right? So it's, it's once, once, you, once you participate in the law, you're bound by that law. Does that make sense? So he says, the law of life in Christ Jesus, he says, the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus made me free. Because now that's, that's what I'm subject to from the law of sin and death. It says, what the law could not do and that it was weak through the flesh, God sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh, for sin condemned sin in the flesh. So he said, basically God sent his son to pay the price for the, the wages of sin, the payment of sin is death. That was over in Romans 6, verse 23, right? Right? He says, he says that the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. So he says God's intent is fulfilled because the spirit is leading us to do it the right way. Before I had the spirit, I was trying to do it in my own strength, and I couldn't do it. I, could, I tried to do right, but I, couldn't, I kept doing wrong. It says, it says, for they that are after the flesh, right? Verse, uh, I mean, verse 5, right? It says, for they that are after the flesh, chasing after the flesh, do mind the things of the flesh, or counsel by the things of the flesh. It says, for they that are after the spirit, the things of the spirit. It says, for to be carnally minded, carnally means fleshly minded, is death. It says, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. It says, for the carnal mind, the fleshly mind, is enmity against God, for it's not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be. So if I'm in a flesh, I'm not doing the God things if I try. Not because I'm trying to be evil. What's controlling my choices is flesh. The flesh can't please God, right? And then it says, so, uh, it says for, because the, oh, well, I said that. It needed the coming. This is verse 8. I just said it. So, so then they that are in the flesh cannot please God. They that are in any type of flesh. So the worldly Christian, they still got the flesh in there. So, so they're, they, have, they have the Christian badge or the Christian form, but they can't commit Christian acts because the flesh is involved. And the flesh can't please God. 
And you say, well, I'm open to the Spirit, too. Hey, but we did this at, a, at one of the baptisms for the kids. We had, a, we had a bottle of water, and so the water was just about filled, and I put a little bit of dirt in it. So when you looked in the bottle, was it a little bit of dirty and mostly clear water? The whole bottle was dirty. So, 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 so you put a little bit of flesh in, guess what? It's going to dirty that spirit, right? Amen. Thank you. you know, does that make sense? Right? You minister over here, you know, he, 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 <laughs> hey, hey, you know how you have a, 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 you know, a, allergic reactions? He has scripture reactions. <laughs> so he's over here, little leaven, little leaven. <laughs> it just, it just come out, so don't, don't worry about it. It's just, we're, we're used to it. You know, you, you know, had grandma at the house, and they just be saying stuff that used to happen back in the day. You'd be like, "What's grandma talking about?" You know, and come over here. I tell you what, who come over here, grandma? <laughs> so we got our own grandpa, little Evan. <laughs> so, so happens in class. It's just outbursts, right? So let's go to Ephesians four. Hey, hey, I, I pick with him. You know, uh, but it's, that's a good outburst to have. And I'll be listening on, on the Bible study fellowship in the morning. As they get to, like, certain doctrine, they be like, Minister Lamar? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, they be cracking on them most of the time. Man, you know, Venetia, ain't nobody trying to hear all that, bitch. Uh, Uncle Lamar. <laughs> then they get to that little, 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 little doctrine. They was at Ezekiel 23 on Friday. Um, uh, where's Mr. Lamar at? Mr. Lamar. Everybody. Is Lamar on the phone? Right. See, they, they didn't know I was listening, right? Is Lamar on the phone? He's asleep. <laughs> Z said, yeah, he on the phone. We're in a different location. She found him his location. <laughs> He's out, man. He's out. I'm sorry. He was meditating. That's what they call it in the morning. That's what they call it in the morning. He's meditating. We have fun, y'all. Ephesians 4.27. Let's go there. And so, so, so we understand that we, we're, trying to, we're trying to not walk after this, uh, the flesh, but after the spirit, right? And so you have to ask yourself, what are you after? The release of the spirit or the bondage of the flesh? What are you after? When you're making choices every day, when you wake up in the morning, when you're going through the course of your day, when things are offered to you, when you, see, when you say yes to something, you're saying no to something else. So are you doing something that's going to facilitate the release of the spirit or something that's going to put you in bondage of the flesh? No, no, no. That's, that's not due to, uh, stop, stop, stop. There's somebody out there in TV land. Are you thinking this? No, what's it? You know, is, is it positive or negative? I ain't asked you that. Is it good or bad? I ain't asked you that. I said, is it releasing the spirit or is it going to put you in bondage to the flesh? See, as long as you, 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 you that syndrome, you, 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 as long as you reflect, where's the right or wrong? Ain't nobody asked you if it's the right or wrong. The Bible says all things are lawful, but not expedient, not best. Right? I didn't ask you if it's right or wrong. I asked you, was it good or bad? Well, well Grandma, I had to look out for her. Ain't nobody asked you that. Is it releasing the spirit or is it binding, uh, is it going to, bound you to the flesh, right? You know, so, so just something to think about, right? So this came up in Bible Study Fellowship. This is one of the, one of the uh, 
This is one of the verses in the morning, right? Ephesians uh, 4.27, right? And then uh, uh, Trina actually brought it up in the Friday Bible Study Fellowship. But it says, look, neither give place to the devil. Ms. Lamar normally shares that scripture, right? Because <laughs> it's easier to remember. I'm just I'm playing. I was, I was playing. I was just playing. I was just, just jokes. I'm just joking. I'm just joking. I was just joking. <laughs> you know, because, you know, you're just waking up in the morning and they go through the role of the scriptures. Need to get placed to the devil. You ain't got too much to process through, right? Need to get placed to the devil. All right, next. <laughs> right, so, so neither give place to the devil. Now, you could process that a few ways. You know, they read through easy read and stuff like that. So are we doing something that's going to give the devil place? See, so we give them a place, and then we complain to God the results that we get, but who gave them access? He's seeking whom he may devour. The Bible doesn't say the devil can devour you. He can't. He's seeking whom he may devour. So when you made that decision and you defended it, well, listen, ain't nobody perfect. Cool. You know you just gave place to the devil, though, right? <laughs> Why you reflexed on me and said, you ain't all that holy either. Cool. But you know you just gave place to the devil. So whether you, you, you trip on me or not, you're going to reap the harvest of giving place to the devil. I'm trying to offer you how to get out. Man, if you see me, I'm giving place, let me know. But right now, you in the quicksand, and you might want to get out of there. You're sinking. Right? Does that make sense? Right? So, so neither give place, we can say, to the flesh. Right? Is that good? Uh, all right. <laughs> see, see, this is the thing. We were talking about this in Bible Study Fellowship, too. Like, if you, if you want, oh, this came up one morning, uh, Trina referenced Kenneth Hagin. You know, I've told the story a lot of times where Kenneth Hagin woke up in the morning, and so, so he was in his bed, he woke up, and he saw a tall demon in, in his bedroom. And so he woke up, he looked, he said, oh, that's just you, and went back to sleep. And so, so the conversation came up, well, you know, sh- sh- I mean, should we kick him out, this, that, and the other? And, and I think... The reality is, you know, uh, just like I learned years ago, if you answer your critics, you give them power, right? Because you're you, you moving towards purpose, moving towards purpose. Somebody criticizes you. You step out of purpose to check them. You go, yeah, I checked them, but guess what? You out of place. <laughs> what was you doing before they said something? Moving towards purpose. Them talking, what does that change what you doing? Right? You're supposed to still be what? Moving towards purpose. But if you stop to check them, if you keep moving towards purpose, they're over here going, and you ain't all this, and you ain't all, and you ain't. Hello, I'm here, <laughs> right? You know, they jumping around looking for attention because you ain't paying them no mind. The devil's the same way. So when he looked up and said, oh, demon, that's just you, I guarantee that demon's like, no, like demon, demon, you know, fearful, tall dude, you know, people be running and scared for me. Like you, who is this cat? Like he don't even, he's not even acknowledging me. You see what I'm saying? So, so that means he don't have no power. 
He's not, he's not even a consideration. If you think about Jesus' temptation in the wilderness, he came talking to him. He said, it is written. Turn this stone into bread. It is written. Hey, hey, the Bible says, you know, you try to flip the scripture on them. The Bible says, hey, you, you can cast yourself off this cliff and the angels will save you. It is written. He just said it is written. Then he, he, he uh, hey, I have the kingdom of the world offered to you. For me, I think Jesus said, you're kind of crossing a little bit of a line now, right? Well, one, now you're trying to play my intelligence. He says, even you are subject to the Lord thy God. So, so he didn't get, he didn't cuss. He didn't trip. He said, it is written three times and then broke down to him. Listen, man, roll up out of here. And then he said he fleed for a season, right? So, so, so when we become strong Christians, that doesn't mean, you know, come on, devil, I got something for you. <laughs> Might not want to do that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know about that one. You know, just, you know, the devil show up and be like, you might want to talk to Jesus. Huh? <laughs> I don't have nothing to do with that. I don't wrestle against flesh and blood. I'm sorry. Weapons of my warfare and our carnival might eat to God to pull down a stronghold. You know. You know, I have authority in Christ. You know, we, we, you, you want to just leave? You know. Remember when Jesus was in the, in the temple, he never addressed the demon in, in, in the synagogue. It was an unclean spirit sitting in the in congregation. You know, un, unclean spirits come to church too, right? Did y'all know that? Sitting in the congregation. But he was speaking with so much authority. The dude was sitting there. He just couldn't take it, you know. Uh, what Pastor Mel said. He was sitting there. Hey, hey, this, this is my time. This is my time. Like he just saw, he told on himself. Right? He just couldn't take it. Right? Masters at our time. Right? It was, the, the, the power shook him. See, because darkness can't be around light. And that light started getting so bright, that demon's like, man, I got to get up out of here. I was trying to hide. And then now I'm going to have to leave my house. I got to leave this vessel to get out of here. The vessel ain't ready to leave yet. Listening to Jesus. <laughs> right? Right? So, 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 so again, we, we, he's seeking whom he made of our First Peter um, 5, 8. He just ain't taking us out like that. I, I want to say it this way. Yes, he's seeking who he may divide. I want to, we can almost say he's seeking to get in our head. See, I think he's trying to get in our head and, and get us in fear. You know, he wants to offer fear to our flesh to start his torment, confusion, and anxiety. So I, so I want to say he's trying to get in our head. Because think about it. Most of us are struggling in our head, right? If we could be real, not get no sleep. As much as we claim Christian, we worry about a lot of circumstances. I'm, I'm, I'm not being negative. I'm saying it's for us to discover that's the only way he can get off of that fear is if we've done something in the flesh. And stop thinking something in the flesh is just doing something evil. I went to a party or something like that. You know, some of the different, whether it's the music and the, the things we watch and stuff like that is soothing to us, but it's feeding the flesh. 
right? And so we feed the flesh, and then, then we, like, where, where did that, where that fear come from? Right? Think about it. All right, let's, let's, let's so, so look, look. So remember the scripture tells us, let's go to 1 John 4, all right? 1 John 4. Again, this is being offered to get us out of losing the battle of the flesh and the spirit. This is not offered to, to bust you out, put you down. Um, uh, Discerning-wise, this is the battle that a lot of us are dealing with, right? Not because we trip in or we some evil person. It's, we said it, it was in a class. Like, it's, the flesh is always going to be trying to tempt us. But if we're, if we're naive or ignorant or, or casual, the Bible says the kingdom of heaven suffers violence, the violence take it by force. That means that the adversary is forcefully trying to get foothold in your mind, in your flesh. We can't be casually allowing it. So he's serious. We're like, nah, uh, so, so this, you might watch this. But I, so, so, you know, over the years, we've had basketball players around us, and we challenged them to be their best self. So, so one particular person at one time in their career, anytime there was a, a, somebody that was a, a real top player, I would watch, and he'd be like, I'm not really even playing against him. Now, the guy's knocking down shots. He's going, nah, I ain't really playing against him. But I pulled him to the side. I said, listen, you don't let nobody show up and think they balling on you. Because you're saying I wasn't really playing against him. He just went back to his state saying, oh, that one dude that's supposed to be a professional, this, that, and the other, I, I, I dropped 40, 40 on him. But you're going to say I wasn't really playing him. No, 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 no. He don't even get a, a thought that he should be on the court with you. See, but you casual. And we can't be casual. That's why we open ourselves up to fleshly things because we go, oh, what's the big deal? What's the big deal is... He got access, and when you really need the spirit, the flesh is going to speak first. Right? The flesh is going to speak first. Right? So, first, first John 4.18, it says, all right, so remember, he's trying to get in our head to torment us, right? It says, look, there is no fear in love, but perfect love, complete or mature love, right, selflessness, right, casteth out fear. Because fear, look, look, why, why do we have to get in love with God? Because we got to get out of fear that the adversary is trying to put in our life. We got to flush that fear out by walking in love, right? When we give ourselves to the kingdom of God, when we give ourselves to the things of God, it takes love to give, right? To present yourself as a living sacrifice. Why does this, why we can't let fear hang around? Like, you know, sometimes I just, I just deal with anxiety. Or sometimes I just don't get no sleep. Like, it's okay. Look, it says... Perfect love cast out fear because fear has torment. It says, he that feareth is not made perfect in love. Fear has torment. So, so you know how I, I was saying this in the healing whole class, how some of us have different sickness, disease, or pains that we've just been tolerating. But you actually have power to get rid of it. But some of us live with fear like it's Okay. And then, again, I, t- I told you last week, I'm going to repeat it. The medical profession is not a bad thing in itself. There's some anointed people that operate in the medical p- profession. Right? We got that out the way? 
That's recorded, right? But there's some people that play off a worst-case scenario. They'll diagnose you in a heartbeat. Some people get kickbacks. You understand that this particular pharmaceutical company pays them to push their product. So they ain't diagnosing you. I just need you to take the product because the more you take the product, the more I'm going to get kickbacks. And then plus, it's just easy to just give you a pill. And then I don't have to figure nothing out. Just take the pill, take the pill. And it might create a symptom. Come back, I'll give you another pill. Now I get kicked back for that. That's not everybody, okay? Just So for the record, y'all watching out there, it's not for everybody. But what I said is, the reason why I said that, because people have been quickly diagnosing you with these fear things. So you're trying to manage fear. Not get rid of it. You're trying to manage it. So that means you're, you're giving it a residence, and you just hire, you know, you hire a management, part, uh, a management company for all your, your homes, you know, so they, they, you know, they take care of all your rent and stuff like that. So you just hired a management company for fear. And then you decided to make it like a duplex, anxiety, worry, right? No, no, no. We need to cast it. We need to get rid of it. But now we got to start walking love. We got to stop thinking about ourselves. Be selfless. So a lot of the things in the kingdom of God challenges you to be selfless, to spend time around the God, the family of God, coming to church, serving. Guess what? That's not about self. That's about the kingdom, right? Right. But guess what? That's walking in love. Guess what that does? It casts out fear. Think about it. In your own protective custody, you're in fear most of the time. Because guess what? You ain't thinking about nobody but you. That's not, okay, I didn't say no names, so nobody can get offended. I ain't say nobody's name. But the people that do that, you, sometimes we've been trained to just think about us. Growing up all our life, it's been all about us. So we never were trained to share. We were never trained, trained to consider nobody else. So it's not like we're trying to be evil. We just never had to think about nobody else but us. When, when our son first got married, we had to, I was like, what is he doing, man? You're in a marriage. You got to share. Well, he's the only child. He never had to share. So he wasn't trying to be evil. He just ain't had to think about nobody else. He wasn't every day like uh, uh, Tatum and Tegan. They got to share. Hey, let him have that, right? So they're learning to share, right? But everybody doesn't learn to share. Some people have never been a part of a team. Some people have never really been in a solid family. So you know what they do? They think about themselves. And when they think about themselves, fear be waiting to jump in because he's seeking whom he made devour. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Right. So, so, so I have to keep doing that because sometimes we take it personal when we hear these things. We're so busy trying to prove it's not us instead of accepting the reality that I'm in this situation. But once I ex- what's not exposed can't be helped. But once I expose it, I can get the help. You know what I'm saying? Like, what? No. I'm confident. Man, come on, man. It's, it's, you know how people show up and they know they're not supposed to be uh, drinking, maybe at the job. You know how guys used to play on our, our, our Christian team and they weren't supposed to be drinking. And they show up just as innocent as could be. Alcohol coming all through their pores. Guess what? You be showing up talking confident, fear coming all through your pores. It was a, uh, I know it wasn't necessarily a, a Christian movie. Uh, but it was, uh, it was Will Smith with his son. And remember, he sent his son out. He says, okay, if you're in fear, the animals can smell you. 
He says, he says, you can't be in fear. If you're not in fear, they won't even know you're there. They can't see you. They can only smell fear. Satan can't get you. He can only smell fear. How he get here? Could it be fear? Look, look, Job said this in Job chapter 3, 25. He said, the thing that I greatly feared has come upon me. He didn't say the thing that I greatly faithed. He said the thing that I greatly feared. So he actually used his faith, thought of worst case scenarios and possibilities that could happen of him losing everything, allowed them to have access to his mind. They, they started to paint pictures on his, the canvas of his imagination that's in his mind. And he started making choices based on those worst case scenario pictures and what he feared, he attracted. Just like what you faith, you attract. You see what I'm saying? So, so but we be walking around. See, look, look, okay, look at this. Uh, Philippians 4. Philippians 4. And, and, and all of us, uh, we were talking about this in Bible Study Fellowship. Bible Study Fellowship is really a good, 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 good opportunity just uh, Karen was talking about it earlier today. You know, you're talking around the word. You're getting other people's insights. They challenge you to stop. I never looked at that before. But also you hear people's experiences. Uh, it's, it's a phenomenal thing. But, but, but we were just talking about, you know, just how all of us at some time or another be all in our head. You leave a conversation. Okay, did I say that right? Man, I don't know if I said that right. They're going to think this. Maybe I should call them back. You ever get the callbacks? Or been the one to do the call back. Hey, just in case I said something to offend you, man, I just want to. And the person's like, huh? What are you talking about? Well, you know, when we had the conversation, so now you're making them think about something that they weren't even thinking about. Right. So now it's like, now you have a conversation. So, so wait, wait, wait. So what, what did you really mean when you said that? <laughs> you know, introduce something that nobody was thinking about. Right? Yeah. Hey, y'all know y'all been a part of the callbacks. Yeah. I made some callbacks. You know, as a pastor, I talked to a lot of people like, whoa, babe, I don't know, I might have came a little too strong. Hey, so what I was trying to say, right? So everybody goes to these things. So what I got to do is shut that stuff down. See, 2 Corinthians 10, 3 through 5 says this, casting down, well, first of all, it says, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, right? So, so our weapons aren't, are, are, are not carnal, not fleshly. They're mighty through God. They're spiritual. To the pulling down of strongholds, thoughts that try to plan in our mind and have and, and trap the wrong thinking. Right? It says, it says, but mighty through God to pull down strongholds. It says, casting down all imaginations and every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God. All those worst case scenarios trying to come in and, and get in your mind to replace what God said. It says, casting out all imagination, every high thing exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ Jesus. Right? See, I know that scripture so well because I, I, I've, I've used it so much. Especially when I first came out of the world. This is, some of y'all uh, are experiencing this, have experienced this. Uh, um, and if you, 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 you're trying to taste some of the world, you will experience it. When you first come out of the world, it's not just you break out of the world. It's getting the world broken out of you. 
So when you first come to Jesus, it would be nice because once you come to Jesus, everything's fine. Just like when you get married, anybody married, you get married, your thought is, finally, I walk down the aisle, you know, I got the big Kool-Aid smile. We walk down, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I made it, right? Oh, no, no, it just, it's just begun. Because now you got to grow together. And then at first, your arguments is, it's not supposed to be like this. Most of, your, most of the, for the first year and a half, all your arguments is, it's not supposed to be like this. This is not known. No, look at the pictures. Look at the pictures. The pictures, this is the pictures of my imagination. That's where they came from. Look at the pictures. You see any of this? You see the white fence? You see the smiles? Look at all the stars. Every scene, you see stars around us all the time. What, what, is, what is this? Who are you? <laughs> right? It just, it, 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 you think it changed up, but no, it didn't. See, the pictures you have is when you finish the movie. That's right. It's Wednesday. It's Wednesday. That's the Wednesday teaching in, right? It's when you finish the movie. You still at the first part of the movie. Right, right. You don't get to the stars and the smiling unless you get through the first part of the movie. It costs something to be smiling. Right. Yes. Amen. Amen. Yes. Hey, hey, we together. August be 29 years. It costs something to be smiling. We smiling for a reason. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm sorry. I had a moment. Yeah, I was just <laughs> right. So, 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 <laughs> so, so we got to cast down those thoughts. And when we first come to the kingdom of God, we go through a process. And when you come out of the world, you go through a process. You, hey, listen, the devil was in your head. When you come out, you think you're free. No, you got to get them out of your head, too. You done left the environment that keeps brainwashing you, but you didn't leave the effect of the brainwashing. And so, like, every time you, you, you get closer to moving what God says, you default back into the brainwash. What you mean by that? What you trying to say? I, first of all, I know what I said. Now I don't know why you had that reaction. Where did that come from? That came from, see, see, there's, there's things placed inside your head that when you start to break through to God, you go back into your default. It happened in marriage. I was buying this, uh, uh, this wonderful woman some stuff, and then she was she not there. I'm by myself. Nobody else around. I'm like, well, you know, if she thinks she's just going to take advantage of me. You know, it ain't going to be like that. Ain't nobody taking it. I ain't going to be him pecked. I'm by myself. Nobody's there. She's not even him pecking. Listen, I'm, make, I'm protected against the possibility maybe it might happen that way, and the fellas ain't going to approve of that. That's what I'm playing off of. The fellas ain't even around. They don't even see. It's not like I got cameras in the house. It wasn't reality TV. It's just, it's just me by myself. I was like... When the Lord got on me, I was like, yeah, reflex, huh? Yeah, it's still a part of me. When I left New Jersey, I'm at her house. And I told you our story before, but I'm at her house and I'm talking to her. That's come back, have a conversation, go back. And then I guess maybe the third, fourth time, she's like, so what are you doing? I said, I'm just checking on my car. Soon as it came out my mouth, I said, ugh. Like, I never even realized I was doing it. My default from New, New Jersey was to always check on my car because it had got stolen four times. <laughs> the same car. Yeah, so, I, so I, I'm just, the habit was always, 
when I was, I, and it's stupid because I stayed in the high rise, so even if they was taking a car by the time I got downstairs, <laughs> I wasn't that fast. <laughs> you know, they could have been looking like, bruh, we're going to leave it on the other side of town. Holler. <laughs> right? <laughs> right? You understand what I'm saying? But my, my default was check my car. My default was I'm not going to be impacted. But we're talking about tradition. That's just, that, was a, that, was, that was a tradition. Whatever you do, man. Like, I didn't get no how to be a husband. I got, don't be impact. That's it. In the manual, it was like one page. <laughs> don't be impact. Bolas. Got it. <laughs> I passed the test. You may move on, son. You're ready. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? Like, so you, you plan off of these things. Then it, this is the worst. When I got into the world, it's such a paranoid, confusing atmosphere. Like, you can't trust nobody. You're always watching your back, especially you at clubs and stuff. You're, everything is like, every, your hair is always on a swivel. And you mean mugging everybody. Because there ain't nobody, ain't nobody going to bother you. Like, you're not walking around, hey, guys. <laughs> no, you, you, you. What's up? <laughs> and your look almost has, is there a problem here? Because we can fix it. <laughs> you ain't saying nothing, though. You just have the look. And I didn't think so. You know, just, but you ain't doing nothing. So now you leave that culture, and everybody, wrote, everybody coming up to her, is he okay? Because <laughs> he looked like he about to take my head off. Did I do something that nobody told? I don't even know this. The other issue is voices in your head. Now, now, most of y'all ain't going to talk about it because you've been living your whole life trying to prove you ain't crazy. But I'm going to let you know you're not crazy. <laughs> and guess what? Hey, y'all watching out there? I know y'all waiting for this day for a long time. Nobody's crazy. The adversary gets in your head, and he brings help. And the help just keeps talking to you as long as you're listening. And when you start acting on what he tells you, oh, they bring more friends. Hey, man, this works perfect, man. No, no, we actually, we're making, we're making momentum in this person's life. Every time we tell them something, they, they, they go for it. Watch, the, watch this argument right here. <laughs> oh, boy, this is going to be a hot one. None of this ever happened. We just told them and they went for it. I don't know. You, you should come hang out with us. You need to write these scripts, man. We actually getting mo- momentum in our life. You see, your scripts don't nobody do because you got solid Christians. I got this idiot over here. He going for everything I say. And I was. I was. I mean, I, I, I'm, listen, when I was in the world, I'm out looking out my window because I think somebody out there talking about me. Ain't nobody out there. <laughs> Ain't nobody out there. <laughs> then I come live for God, and I'm like, you know, leave a room. Mm, I know they talking about me. I know they talking about me. Why is everybody talking about you? Answer the questions. Why is it? Why? Oh, we have nothing to do but to sit around and talk about you. No, we ain't dealing with issues, circumstances. Okay, I'm just going to use us pastors. We're sitting around talking about what you did, what you said. Yes, it was crazy, but it's in the it's in the it's in the the basket with all the other situations that we had. Well, you know what we. Deal with it in the moment, pray, intercede, love you through it, move on to the next situation. 
See you next time. So I know the last time, okay, you're going to have to rewind and tell me what the last time was. Because I'm not, ain't nobody thinking about all that. I'm not a pastor if I'm thinking, if, if I carry around all the situations, I'm not coming to church. You know why? I'm in a room somewhere. It's a padded room. You won't know I'm there because they can't tell everybody. Well, we can't say if he's here or not. <laughs> Sorry. Which, that means he's there, you know. If he wasn't, you would just say, nah, he ain't here. <laughs> well, well said. Let me get focused. So we got uh, to close out. I'm just saying, God has given us what it takes for us to shut out all that noise. Meditate on the word day and night. Do all that's written therein. Yeah, you'll be prosperous and successful. Interest of the word bring of light is understand to the simple. Right? You talked about that this morning, right? You know, you get that word in there, that word, is, is, it flushes out that noise, right? And so the very thing that we need to flush out all that noise, all that paranoia, all that worry, all that envy, all that jealousy, all that insecurity, all that self-loathing, the very thing we need is the word, but we casual with it. We casual, we're around it. We don't write it down. We don't study it out. We don't, we don't meditate on it day and night. So the adversaries go, cool. Long as you just doing a drive-by, I still have access to flood you with my noise. I'm going to keep feeding that flesh so the noise get louder. Anytime I think you're not attentive to my worst-case scenarios, I'm going to flood you with more noise and more noise and more noise. Because I'm trying to break you down. I want you to lose your mind. To me. That's why the Bible says, what profit a man to gain the whole world and to lose his soul? Because he knows you're not even enjoying the profit. Because you done lost your mind. Right? That's what's inside of your soul. And he wants to puppetize your entire life. You don't care if you do successful things, as long as you ain't fulfilled and as long as nobody around you are fulfilled. All right, so we got we to gotta shift ourselves. I know I didn't get to the spiritual Christian. We'll get to that next week. But we got to shift ourselves to start really feeding the willing, not the weak. And I'll say this. Don't worry about if you've been feeding the weak. Just feed the willing. Don't try to take a bath before you take a shower. Well, what I'm going to do is I'm going to stop feeding the flesh, and then I'm going to be fine. How about just start feeding the spirit and let the spirit flush out the things of the flesh? That's why I told you the other week, just, and, and do something consistently. Whatever you do, even if it's small, do it every day. Every day. So, so, so don't do nothing where you're going to do it today, do it tomorrow, do it Wednesday, Say, I'm going to take a break on Thursday, and then you ain't going to visit it again for another six months. That's normally what happens, right? When we're thinking about it, oh, I'm going to do this thing, man. I'm going to do this thing. And then you're doing it for a couple of days, and then you go, man, I've been doing some spiritual stuff pretty good, man, for the last couple of days. Yeah, I'm good. I deserve a break here. And then you never return to what you do. So find something and do it consistently. Okay? Remember I said, listen. 
I'm being nice, but y'all can read more than a, a verse a day, okay? I know I said if it's a verse a day, do that every day. I'm, uh, that, that's for you. A verse a day. You got to read a Bible verse every day. Yeah. You got plenty of time to do that. <laughs> look, 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 look. You got. See, and you put it back in your mouth just to be rebellious, like we talked to you about yesterday. But anyway, I'll get to you later. <laughs> it's reflex. You see, see, it's just reflex. Okay, he told me not to do something. So the flesh says, automatically do what he tells you not to do. Meditate on the basketball court yesterday. We was doing the drills. I said, what are you doing? You don't even know what you're doing. You're meditating to other gods. So he tried to sneak and meditate. But, that, but, but this is a great kid. That's not him. That's the flesh. And when you're young, you don't know how to guard against that stuff. So you automatically, listen, the littlest kid in here, tell them no. See what happens. They'll be like, I seen Tatum do it. Like, you, you, you say, be like, hey, don't do that no more. Okay. <laughs> and you'd be like, where did you get this knowledge? You're like, you're like, you just got here. How do you figure out how to? <laughs> you tell me not to touch nothing. <laughs> See, y'all laughing. Y'all laughing, right? Hold on, hold on. See, see, y'all, y'all, y'all thought I just got off the sermon. We doing that? God tell you to do something. Man or woman, God tell you to do something. You do the totally, total opposite. Just like you did when you was little. 